He came here to do three things. Drink beer, talk sports, and drink some more beer. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. T-minus 40 minutes until Tom throws up in the studio. It will be visually funny on Facebook Live. Go to the Crowley Show Facebook page, and it will be funny in your ears as you hear him gag and throw up. What we're going to try to do is have him sing the Root 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 for our home team, the Bucko Pirate Generation song. And see if he can talk through it whilst he consumes the wasabi. The reason we are doing this to poor Tom? He was dumb enough to be late for a show meeting. Something that I will never allow to happen myself now. We're a bunch of ruthless mother bleepers, man. We are not forgiving. And we also like good radio. And Tom eating wasabi, a ball of it, on the air is going to wind up being good radio. It's a Friday. We're tucking bucko baseball. We're talking about them pens. In a few moments, we've got the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined, but we're also going to have fun. Just slap it around a little bit. Megan Markle's hot, though. I'll tell you what, I'm just, I'm just saying right now, the more I think about it, the more I fantasized about her as I watched Suits, and now this bastard, just because he gets born into wealth, he gets to go home with her. Forever. Or at least for the foreseeable future. What should I do with my wife being out of town? So many things on the table. She's gone all weekend? All weekend, man. I'm going to Morgantown tonight to hang out with some college buddies. But you'll be back Saturday? I will be back Saturday morning. You got to go junk food all day Saturday. Yeah. Just eat whatever you want. Binge the fast food. If you want to get some Chinese food, maybe go there. But you it's gotta, always Chinese food with you. You got to eat crap. You got to eat like crap. I yeah. do love Chinese food, but that's something I could get her to eat whenever she's home. I got to eat something so disgusting that she would not want to be a part of it. Yes. Like, there are sandwiches in Morgantown. I don't know if I can say this on the air. Let me ask Brian. Can I say, eh. It's the name of a sandwich, so it's not derogatory. Tell me off the air real quick. Okay. Hold on. Yeah, you can, that. you can say that. Yeah. There's a sandwich called, from Sandwich U, it's called the Fat Bitch. And what it is, is chicken fingers, french fries, mozzarella sticks, ketchup, and ranch. All in a sandwich. And I'm going to get so drunk tonight in Morgantown that I'm going to eat that. That's a good idea. It sounds good. So that, It's awful. It's a starter. I got an idea. Kentucky Fried Chicken? Well, I mean, that's a food, yeah, but I'm kind of going the other way, on the other end of things. Poop with the door open. Oh, yeah. We talked about that a little bit in the first segment. Yeah. That's good. My wife's in, she's in Nashville. She's landed. She landed? She's landed. Pants are coming off, boys. Top's coming off. Poop with the door open. That's another good one, though. Walking around the house pantless oh my God. all day long. Why not just full naked? Oh, Why not? Nudity's happening. Yeah. Middle of summer, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. I mean, clearly you don't have to clean your beers up right away. You can, you can rack them up like in college. Like, you got a bunch of cans on the table. Maybe make a pyramid out of it. Fall into it if you get too drunk. Knock them over the floor. Nicotine might make an appearance. I'm sure it will, because that'll go with the beers. This is why I needed to get married, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd be... I don't know if I'd know you right now, because you probably would not be alive if you did not get married. I, I 
gained a bleep ton of weight at the end of college, and I lost it because we were getting married. And then I've since kept it off because I don't want to get fat again. So I think if we extrapolate things down the road a little bit, had I not been married, and it's been about three years now, I would probably be at 5'9", I'd probably be up around 240 pounds. Yeah, wow. Which is big. Wow, if you hadn't drinking yourself into a coma. You know what? That's right. I would I would never have quit smoking. And mm-hmm. for those of you who know me very well, you know that sometimes I will still dabble, but I probably would have quit. I would never have quit full time. I'd be dead. I'd be dead. So fingers crossed I can handle the weekend. God knows I couldn't handle 365 days. If you need any help, you call us. We'll drive you from wherever you need to be. Well, Tom will, actually. I mean, but you'll be, keep, keep me in the loop. Yeah, you'll be messed up as it is. Yeah. It's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. The Steelers have four quarterbacks. Well, let me make sure that's true. One, two, three, four. Yeah, they've got four quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger is going to start the season. We all know that. As long as he's healthy, he will be the man trying to lead the Steelers to the promised land this year. But after that, it gets a little bit murky, right? It is Landry Jones last year as a Steelers quarterback. He's getting paid about $2.5 million. Not a lot of money for a backup. And he's proven to be a quality backup when he's been given the chance. After that, though, poor Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, a fourth-round pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. And at no point did you feel like Josh Dobbs could be the successor to Ben Roethlisberger. Josh Dobbs was always going to be the successor to Landry Jones. So what happens to him? And yes, this is not a huge deal right now. But down the road, I do think it becomes a little bit bigger of one. I'll explain. I think Mason Rudolph becomes the Steelers' third quarterback. But if Ben Roethlisberger goes down for an extended period of time this season, or if he were to blow out his knee in training camp, I think you hand the keys right on over to Mason Rudolph. Under any other circumstances, Ben misses a game or two or three. I think you give the keys to Landry Jones. You allow Landry to go out there and do what Landry's done over the last couple of seasons and win you games in that capacity. We know Landry can do it in a short spurt. But if Ben's going to be gone for the season, I don't necessarily love the idea of Landry Jones being the guy to guide the Steelers to the promised land. I think with the offense they have, he might have a shot. But why not get a look at maybe your future? Why not open up that Christmas present a little bit early? Why not check in? On what Mason Rudolph's kicking. Whoa. Christmas present early? Rudolph? Nailed it! That's what I would do. As for Dobbs, he's going to stub his toe or something in training camp, right? And get a bunch of reps. Maybe a hangnail. Turf toe. Something's going to keep him out for the entirety of the season. And the Steelers are going to have him stashed away. Because next year, Landry's going to be gone. Mason will be the backup if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't retire. And you will need a third guy. Beyond that, if Mason's your guy, perhaps Dobbs can be your cheap backup. It's not all that complicated. But for the first time in a long time, we've got some options behind Ben Roethlisberger to talk about. Landry Jones gets raked over the coals all the time. Landry's a terrible quarterback. No, he's actually not. 
Uh, Landry's a good backup in this league. Well, we didn't see anything from Josh Dobbs. It was year one. He was a fourth-round pick coming from a running offense. But now with Mason, I've never been more excited for preseason games. I'm serious. Since 2005, I can't remember the last time I was excited for the preseason. And now, Daddy, I am. Typically, I'm excited for the preseason to be over. But how's he going to translate into an NFL offense? How good does that arm look against NFL corners who aren't going to be leaving people running wide open in the secondary because it's not the Big 12? I'm excited for training camp. I'm excited for OTAs. I'm excited for preseason football. Something you never thought that I'd say. Stan talked about this today on his show. Reuben Foster's ex-girlfriend admitted to lying about a lot of the atrocities she accused him of. And I don't know what Stan's take was. But here's my take. Obviously, it's good that these things did not happen to Reuben Foster's girlfriend. And if you've been following along, there's abuse. There's things like that had, that had been detailed. And now, apparently, it's all false. Obviously, you are happy it didn't happen. But if you're a woman out there who has been a victim of these kinds of things, if you're a woman out there that has been abused physically, emotionally, sexually, and now this woman lied about it, it's going to make you less credible. Or at least it's going to point all the meathead, jockhead, jackasses who are around the National Football League say, oh, well, remember what happened with Reuben Foster? She could be making it all up. It could be a lot. Statistics show that they don't make it up. You want to know why? Because it's an awful thing to make up. It's a terrible thing to pretend happened to you, and the backlash you're going to get from being the person who said it is going to stink. And that's not even a strong enough word. So now for Reuben Foster's ex-girlfriend to come out and say, Yeah, it's a lie. Didn't happen. Makes it harder for all the other women out there. Sucks. It really does. They've been fighting this fight for a long time. Finally, the hashtag MeToo movement has made it to the mainstream. It happened to Hollywood in the National Football League. They have gotten themselves, and Roger Goodell in particular, into the gray area of being disciplinarians. And the NFL has put their feet firmly in this battle. A battle that they should not be fighting at all. This is a battle that should go down with the judicial system. This isn't something that the NFL should be trying to litigate, and yet they are. They're trying to punish people. And because of it, they now have to in every circumstance. And because of it, if a woman who's not with a famous man now accuses somebody of something, the NFL is going to be pointed at as that city on a hill. And now women are going to have to deal with, well, remember that time with Reuben Foster? Remember that time that they did lie? That's always the defense. The defense is always, well, she's lying. Of course she's lying. She just wants a million dollars. Well, have a little bit more faith in people. Uh, have a little bit more faith in the fact that maybe she actually is a victim in telling the truth because she needs help. And now Reuben Foster's ex-girlfriend goes out and she actually does lie about it. And well, now here we are. The next time something awful happens, well, it didn't happen to her. The next person's making it up. That was the unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and, well, the beginning was fun.
I do think that's a huge problem now, though. Sponsor, of course, to be determined. That's going to be the defense for every dude who gets accused of this now. Well, Reuben Foster's woman was lying, so so is this woman. And she's hurting the credibility of women everywhere. She was thinking only about herself, and really, this could have trickle-down effects. And that sucks. It just sucks. And it pisses me off. Again, I'm happy that those atrocities did not happen to her, but it pisses me off that the next person who says something is going to have this doubt that's already there because men are always suspicious. It's already there. Now they have an example that they can point to. Finally. Sucks. One of the reasons why women don't go through these things or go forward with these things is because of the backlash they get. The Matt Patricia stuff. I read up a lot about that. And the reason that she didn't wind up testifying, the reason that he wound up getting off is because she was scared. Because who's not scared of the culture that we live in and the backlash that you're going to find? Anyway, it's a Friday. We're supposed to have fun. It's a Friday. We don't need the serious topics. We should be talking about things like Landry Jones. Is he going to remain the second quarterback for the Steelers this year? Hard-hitting stuff for me. Not long from now. 27 minutes. Shirtless Tom's going to eat some wasabi. I keep looking at the clock. Like I, I, Nothing else matters to me right now. That's all I'm waiting for. I haven't felt my stomach in this kind of knots in a long time. Well, I thought about time. not getting into the Reuben Foster topic because it is something that pisses me off because it does affect women negatively. And I just wanted to have fun on this Friday. And now I feel like I took away from it. I feel like I put a nice pall over the show. No, you're all right, man. That needed to be said, though. He's going to throw up. He is going to throw up. He's going to hurl everywhere. Oh, it's going to be so good. Good news is you, you won't get any of it on his shirt because he's not wearing one. I just tweeted this out, or I just retweeted, pardon me, Brian's tweet, at underscore Adam Crowley. Check Brian out on Twitter, too, at FBomber73. It's a big old hunk of wasabi. It's huge. It's a big old hunk of wasabi. It's bad. It's not good. When you walked in today, like you were tasked with picking up the wasabi. Mm-hmm. So you came in and you go, eh, it's not that big. You said, it's like half a thumb. Right? And I'm like, oh, no, it's not that much. Oh, this is going to suck. And then you open it, and it is not a half a thumb. It is probably like, I don't know, I'd say. I don't know, thumb and a half? Yeah. It's about a thumb's worth. It's, it's a nice little chunk, man. That sounds like a British last name. So go totally full circle here. Ah, she's Regina Thumbsworth. Thumbsworth. Thumbsberry. Of the Mansfield Thumbsberries. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Jason Mackey just to pass the time. Uh, let's be honest here. Mackey's out in Las Vegas now. He was in Washington. He's covering all the hockey. We're going to talk to him just to pass the time because in 25 minutes, Tom's going to shove something down his throat that's going to make him throw up. And it's Wasabi. It's Crowley Show. The Army National Guard is offering up to a $20,000 enlistment bonus and other tuition benefits to qualified candidates, including new recruits and those with prior military service. Already received your education or are currently in school? You may be eligible for up to $50,000 in student loan repayment. Get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving part-time in the Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Pennsylvania National Guard, aired by the Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm so relieved that my wife got to Nashville, okay? 
It's all like planes. Look, I don't want to sound like I'm a wuss, but planes always like bug me out a little bit. I'm I'm fine flying, but it's like always, you know, it's just it's like an operation. You know, things will always be all right. But like in the back of your mind somewhere, there's like, oh, man, I hope like, you know, just everything goes. Cool. And next thing you know, you could be shipwrecked, getting eaten by somebody in the Andes. Eighteen minutes until shirtless Tom is eating a wad of wasabi and throwing up. It is his penance, the punishment for him being late to a show meeting earlier in the week. I've been waiting so patiently for this moment. It's been the slowest week of shows that I can remember. Really has. Oh god. I cannot wait for this to happen. Tom, you're terrified, yes? Terrified. You're not even playing it up. No, I haven't, no, I haven't seen you like this before. He doesn't have the energy. Like, he's really, really worried about it. This is the only time I've ever seen Tom, like, in this completely worried state that, like, when he says he, he feels sick to his stomach and he hasn't breathed all day, he really hasn't. Yeah, Sweat's pouring down his nips. I'm fired up. To pass the time, Jason Mackey from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joins us now on the show. Just had Liz Bloom on. About an hour ago, it's a Post-Gazette kind of day here on the Crowley Show. Where in the world is Jason Mackey today? I am in Las Vegas, my friend, and I'm happy to hear that I'm helping you pass the time. Well, pass the time with delightful conversation, my friend. Uh Uh-huh, you left that part out the first time. Uh, Well, I just needed you to beg for it, okay? (laughs) Jason, you never get any sleep now. Penguin season over. I go to Washington. I go to Vegas. Let's start with Washington first. What was the sense that you had in their confidence level as they progressed in these conference finals? Because I would imagine that their confidence level is now in a different spot today. I would agree with that, yes. Um, they were sort of explaining away the game that I saw, which was game three. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't full-on panic mode. And I understand. I mean, they, they took a lot of penalties, and um, Tampa's power play is really good and whatever, and you maybe chalk it up to one loss. Now that they've lost both on home ice, and this thing goes back to Tampa, tied at two. I can't imagine if you're a Capitals fan, you're feeling very good about that. And wouldn't it be hilarious if this entire series sort of turned on Tom Wilson being, <laughs> you know, he even talked about that that hit being like uh, something that sort of dragged on in the game, like you're afraid to do something because maybe a headshot or something. I know the irony here, but, um, you know, if, if that was sort of the flashpoint in the series that, um, Tampa got its legs after Tom Wilson took a shot to the head. I don't know, but I mean, there wasn't too much panic when I was down there, but I do think things are probably a little bit different. Yeah, I would have to think so. Uh, now, this is a team that battled back from down two games to nil to win the first series. They were able to battle their demons to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in six games in the second round. Uh, I think they're a really good hockey team. Uh, I've thought all along that Tampa's better. Tampa did not play better than them last night, yet Tampa won the game. I wonder if losing that way is going to remind them of years past. Well, you know what? I think there's something to be said for that, Adam, but I also think losing that way, there's something to be said for the way Andre Vasilevsky played. I mean, the Lightning had the edge and goal. And when the when the Capitals beat the Penguins, they had the edge and goal. Great I don't point. think that was the sole reason. But I mean, if Vasilevsky's going to play that way, my goodness! And the horses that Tampa has to to score, and as good as they are defensively, I mean, I do agree with you. I think they're a better team than the Capitals. I think they're a better team than the Penguins. 
Um, not that that's any giant leap considering sure. the Penguins are sitting at home right now, but um, Tampa's very, very good. And if they found their sort of confidence, I think they looked a little disjointed the first two games of that series. I'm not entirely sure why, but they seem to have figured it out. Um, they're getting more contributions up and down their lineup, and their best players are, are really humming now. So if, if Washington sort of frittered away its opportunity to put this thing in, away in Game 3, I think it'll be kind of interesting, and honestly, I think that's what happened. I think this thing went seven, is going to go 7, but I still think the Lightning win. Well, Chris Kunitz has to win the Stanley Cup, right? That's in his contract? Yeah, I mean, it happens every year. Yeah. Or at least plays for it. You know, you figure he's won, he's won four, played for five. It's unbelievable the run this guy has had. Smart dude. Way to pick that re- team. I mean, really smart. I mean, honestly, I mean, to, to say, okay, who, who wants me? I'll go to Tampa. Tampa did not have a great season last year. They, they just didn't. They underachieved. And he said, okay, I know what I'm doing here. This team has a chance for the cup. I'll, I'll help him make it happen. And here he is. Well, come on, man. I mean, he's going to be what? He turned 38 this season. And he's got a wife and either three or four kids. I mean, what better place can you possibly go? <laughs> I, I, honestly, uh, we were down at the All-Star game this year, and a few of those writers were talking like, I guess you sort of figure out why a lot of guys finish their career in Tampa. It's just nice. You know, it's a, it's a nice city. They treat the players well. It's a good owner. Um, you know, they're obviously a competitive club. They're getting some guys back healthy and, and whatever, and Chris Curtis is really valuable to their team. I mean, he's not a top-line player. I think he probably played top-line minutes in Pittsburgh longer than maybe he should have. He was certainly working on a top-line contract that we'll note Jim Rutherford did not sign him to. Uh, but for one year, $2 million bucks. I mean, that is a terrific deal. And I don't think Kunitz is done either. I think that's going to be an interesting storyline this season. I think the Penguins realized how much they missed him. I don't know if Tampa's going to want him back, but um, if – by chance, he's on the open market on July 1. I don't, I don't think there would be any problem there bringing him back for one year, one million bucks, something like that. He'd be a, a really good addition for that amount. Oh, yeah, w- without a doubt. Uh, it is interesting that in order for the Capitals to win the Stanley Cup, they'd have to get past Chris Kunitz and they'd have to get past Marc-Andre Fleury. And, <laughs> dude, Marc-Andre Fleury right now, forget goalie. He is right now, today, the best player in hockey, I think. Yeah, I mean, today. Um, and, and it's just, one, it's hilarious to me. I'm still laughing that if the Capitals have to win the Stanley Cup, it's going to be no, to beat Mark Andre. It's Flurry. awesome, dude. It's so it's cool. Greatest troll job in the history of troll jobs right there. But I swear he's just doing He is the smiling face of the NHL right now. He really is. I mean, I went out to Vegas. I think I've written like three flurry centric stories. And, you know, I get out there, and, and the game that I watched was game three of this series. And Flurry tickles a guy's ear, makes two ridiculous saves on Mark Scheifele, wins the game, spends 20 minutes, probably more, talking to two of the kids from the uh, deceased uh, coach, general manager from the Humboldt tragedy. I mean, he is just, he's winning life right now. And his numbers this postseason are staggering. It's just—it's really, really hard not to root for a guy like that. It's basically impossible. And all of Vegas has just become such a great story. And being here the past couple of days, sort of taking this stuff in and seeing how crazy people are about the Golden Knights, it's just really, really cool. Well, I want to touch on that for a little bit with you, Jason, because last year I wasn't rooting for Nashville because, of course, they were playing the Penguins. But I can respect the fact that a market that hasn't had 
hockey success is now having hockey success, and I do think that that's obviously integral in uh, making the game grow. Obviously, we saw what happened here in Pittsburgh. There were a couple of ranks, a handful, when Lemieux was drafted, and now uh, there's hundreds of them. Uh, I hope that a similar renaissance can happen in Las Vegas. I hope that this team can have so much early success that uh, the hockey culture can spread out there. It hasn't happened in Phoenix. It definitely has a chance now in Vegas, without a doubt. Yeah, and I, I think Phoenix has its own set of challenges, too. And one, they just haven't had the success that right. Vegas has had right off the hop. Um, you know, it, I think it helps Vegas that the rink is right on the strip. It's right there. It's so easily identifiable with everything. Um, I think there's a very clear culture here, and we saw it the other night with the, the pregame, um, whatever you want to call it, production. I mean, it's basically a, a medieval time show. And so there's not really that sort of culture to draw on in Phoenix, but credit to Vegas, they do it. You know, they do it upright. It's it's an event, man, and it's an event town. And um, I know there are some hockey purists out there that kind of get offended by that or how Vegas conducts themselves. And I love it, man. It's such a great show in that building. It's it's loud. It's fun. It's a giant party. There was a kid. I was in the auxiliary press box this one just because of the amount of media attention. There was a kid, you know, like a, a row over from me. And I'm seeing him just, like, getting up and, and standing and jumping and, and freaking out, and there's people in, like, gold sequin jackets and Elton John glasses and the people waving pom-poms. Like, it's just, it's, you don't see at your average hockey game. And to me, that it's much needed in the NHL, which can kind of be behind the times and archaic, and, you know, have some fun, man. It doesn't have to be all buttoned up. It doesn't all have to be Montreal. I think that's what makes it special. You have these sort of unique fan atmospheres that you saw in Nashville last year and Vegas this year. I talked to Rob Rossi at the middle portion of the season, and he had been texting with Marc-Andre Fleury just to check in, and he said he didn't get the feeling that Marc-Andre knew that this Vegas team could be that special. He thought that they had a good team, but he didn't have the sense that he thought they could do what they've done the last couple of years in Pittsburgh. Has that changed now with you being there? I'd imagine it has. Yeah, I mean, he said the same thing the other day, though, that you know he didn't expect this. Like He thought they'd win some games. You know, I think a lot of people after the expansion draft, and I was one of them, walked away thinking Vegas is going to struggle. They're not going to be able to score goals, or they're not going to be able to do this or that. And we're all wrong, and we're all eating crow right now. I, I think saw the somebody, guys in there. Dude, somebody gave you flack for that in your in your uh, chat today. Like oh, everyone dude, else didn't say the same damn thing. He's done that at least like four times. <laughs> that same dude. He loves bringing it up. Like I'm going to tell you again. I said Vegas is good. You disagreed with me, Mackie. Like. I was the only person in the world that doubted Vegas. Right. But, I mean, to be fair, like, their top-line center was William Carlson. Think about William Carlson at this time last year. He had a career of, like, 17 goals or something. He was barely a third-line center in Columbus. I I don't think we exactly had him pegged for 43 goals or whatever it was. And, you know, I guess to my earlier point with Flurry, like, the guys in that room thought that they could win some games. They didn't think they were going to be as bad as everybody projected them to be. Did any of them think they were going to be playing for the Stanley Cup? No. I mean, come on. That would be pure insanity. Um, I, I think maybe their goal, probably quietly, was to make the playoffs. And it's just it's worked out so well. And when we could talk for hours about why that is. But I'll just share one thing. I was, I was talking with Flurry a lot off the record. I don't think he'd mind me sharing this. But um, he was just talking about what a good room it is and what a good group of guys and how well everybody gets along. They're likable. They're all in this for the same sort of 
goals and, and on the same mission. And you know, I think that, that stuff goes a long way. I know it's professional sports. You want to get the best players. But room chemistry is, is so important, and we're seeing it here. I'm looking at Carlson's stats right now, and it's making me giggle. It, 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 <laughs> he played 81 games last year, had 25 points. It was a plus 10. He played 82 this year, had 43 goals, 78 points. It was a plus 49. It's insane. Of course Flurry uh, could have known. Of course you could have known. Of course I could have known. No one knew. Adam, Carlson was screwing with me yesterday. It was pretty good. So I go up to him, and I, I said, you know, if I would have told you back after the expansion draft that you'd be in the position that you're in now, what would your reaction have been? And he kind of looks at me sideways. I mean, it's pretty much how we drew it up. And like, <laughs> he played it off, man. I, I kind of like, okay, I guess that's his serious answer. And then he started laughing because we didn't expect this. Come on. Nobody expected this. And now while you're there, you want to win the damn thing. That's awesome, man. Uh, I'm happy you're getting an opportunity to go out there and see it. Uh, I know that you're probably itching my words, not you, to get back home to the family. Uh, So hopefully that happens soon. But keep up the great work, because as long as you're doing it, we're going to be reading it. Thanks, pal. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me, as always. Oh, thank you. There he goes, Jason Mackey, the Post-Gazette. Where in the world is Jason Mackey? (laughs) I just looked over and saw Tom's face. I just looked over and saw his shining face. Oh, young Tom. Oh, he's so, so, I was trying to talk. He's petrified. He can't focus. He can't focus. He looks pale as a ghost. Oh. Tom, smile for me if you can. Ah, good boy. Mm. It's going to be all green and nasty in about six minutes. Wasabi'd up. Tom gets punished and eats a whole wad of wasabi on Facebook Live and ESPN Pittsburgh. Next, Crowley Show. We alarm our houses. And we alarm our cars. But when it comes to your personal information, it can be tough to know when something isn't right. That's where Discover Card can help. Now, we'll send you an alert if we find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. And this service is free for card members. Just sign up online. It's our way of looking out for you, not just your account. Learn more at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Hey, Tom, you know what my favorite song is? What? One week by the Bare Naked Ladies. You want to know why? No. Not like wasabi. When I bust rhymes, <laughs> big like Leanne rhymes. I'm so giddy right now. Seriously though, if I gave you five hundred and seventy dollars, nope. I think that's all I got right now. Not enough. No. Not enough. Wait there's, a second. There's nothing you can give us right now. What a sad existence. All. Oh. This will teach you to screw with us. We do a show meeting every day, two hours before the show, three hours if we're on site. And you have to be there on time. One o'clock if we're on site, two o'clock if we're not. And Tom is the first guy to be late. If I am late, I have to run my own boards. If Tom is late, we get to come up with a punishment. And we have. I had sushi the other day, and Brian and I were talking off the air about how much I like wasabi. He does not like wasabi. I hate it. And I said, the worst, though, is when you wind up getting a bigger chunk than you imagine. <laughs> and I'm talking about, like, less than half of a fingernail's oh, worth yeah, of tiny. wasabi. Yeah. 
if you get even more than just that little amount that you're prepared for, your sinuses open up and it stinks. It's like a pure assault <sighs> on everything you feel. It's, it's awful. awful. Nothing else matters. The only thing that matters is trying to get rid of that feeling. So Tom will be eating a full chunk, a full serving of wasabi today on the show as his punishment. And I think he's going to hurl everywhere. Can I tell you that I'm surprised here because when we initiated this whole you have to be on time for the show meeting thing, I would have bet everything I had that you would have been the guy Thanks, man. to be late for that. No offense. I mean, hey, things happen. You know, I get it. But I would have laid money down that it would have been you. Tom never even came into the thought process. I didn't think he'd ever be late, but then he was. He's usually here a half hour before the show meeting at the very latest. Yep. And while he was late, we knew it. We knew like it. 140 came up, and we're like, you know what? Tom's not here. But he's going to be late. So 150 rolls around. No Tom still. And then at like 151, phone rings. I look down. I go, huh, it's Tom. How are you feeling? I can't even speak right now. Are you that nervous? My stomach is in terrible knots. I haven't been this nervous in like a long time. How about this, pal? In a little trash can? Yeah, I'm going to need that. Keep it close I'm to you? I'm going to need that close to me. Just make sure if you do vomit, you keep it in the can. And ah, no promises there. I'm gonna throw up if you throw up. I'm st- oh, I'm getting nauseous thinking about him throwing up. Now, little backstory: you've never had wasabi never, before, not what? once in my life. I love sushi, but I, I've never tried it. Just left it on the plate on the yeah. side. Every time it goes right back to the kitchen. And you've heard stories about wasabi. I know you've the, heard. I know the lore of wasabi. Yes, yeah? I know it's very spicy. Hmm. Look at my leg going. <laughs> I got the leg jingle going. Why are you so nervous? Because I think I'm gonna, as nervous as I am. I think I'm going to throw up. At least you won't have to taste it. I hate throwing up. I think you're going to get so sick that I'm going to get sick. I'm nervous for Tom because we love Tom. Tom's not just the producer. He's family. Absolutely. We hang out with that son of a bitch five hours every day, and then we hang out with him on the weekends, too. I know his girlfriend. They <laughs> watched my house whenever I was getting married. Yeah, we did. And Tom's a good friend. So I woke up this morning thinking, ah, man, I feel bad for him. But at the same time, I could not be more excited from a radio standpoint. The feeling bad part hit me for a brief second until I realized, like, this is going to be fun. Radio, <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be good radio. Tom, would you like to offer up an apology first? Yeah, I would. Yeah? Uh, to you two and the listeners, it's unbelievably despicable what I did to the show. Um it was completely disrespectful. I wasted your time. Uh, you guys deserve a lot better from me. I will be better in the future. And uh, now I just have to put my head down, accept my punishment like a man, and hopefully we can move on. It's part of the reason we love Tom. And he and he's going at it right now, but, oh, man, this is going to turn quick. Shame. As soon as it hits the tongue, it's going to turn so quick. Now, I think we should probably establish the rules of the game here, mm. that Tom has to put the wasabi in his mouth, and he has to chew it. It is not just a quick swallow. He has to chew it and chew it and oh, chew God. it and then swallow the mashed paste down. And that will conclude the the punishment, at least, well, uh, the the initial part of the punishment. I have a feeling it'll last a lot longer than that. Tom, you have never before had wasabi, as we have made clear. I would suggest chewing as quickly as possible. Thank you for the tip. Mm-hmm. We ready? I think we're ready. I, I got it. So. Right. I got it right over here. Let me. Okay. Let me show for Facebook Live. Hold on. Let me. Uh, let me get over there. I got to take my head. I'm in a hurl. I'm in a hurl. Brian showing Facebook Live the hunk of wasabi. It is about the size of a silver dollar. It's large. 
Uh, or if you're here with me, it is about the size of one of Tom's nipples. Here you go, buddy. Here it is. Why you turn the microphone off? Bracing myself. No, I know, I know, no, 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 no. What the hell's that? I know, I know. You're gonna have to eat more of it. Oh my god. Here he goes. Chopsticks and all. It's approaching the mouth. Cheers. And it's in. And he looks okay for now. Oh, he looks awful. Oh, he looks awful. Oh, the scrunched up nose. Chew it, chew it. You gotta get it in there. You got. Oh, he's hurling. He's gonna hurl. Oh, he hurled. Oh, he's hurling. Oh, God. Oh, God, me too. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry, Tom. Oh, no. oh. oh, what is that? What is that? It's... There's some still... Oh. Oh. There's some still stuck to my mouth. Get rid of it. I can't, and it's awful. Okay, oh. Should we... Oh. I heard a little bit of Harry Carey Oh. Oh, no. I almost gave it. Oh. I almost did it too. Tom has got his head in the trash oh. can. He is hurling multiple times. Spit is coming oh. out of his nose, out of his mouth. The headphones have come off. I can't look at him. Tom, look at me real quick. Oh, no. Oh. Tears streaming. <laughs> oh, I can't look at him. I'm so sorry, Tom. I'm so sorry. This was so mean. This was so. Oh. Oh, look, he's hurling more. He's hurling more. Uh, oh, no. Oh, this is so much worse than me shaving my chest. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Those sounds. I'm going to throw up, too. Oh, Jesus. Oh. I didn't eat anything today. I just dry heaved a bunch. Oh my god, the sounds! I think Kellen's the only person who saw me. Uh, I heard. We heard it. We heard the whatever uh, that was. Tyler tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. I've eaten an entire blob of wasabi before. Not fun. Much pity. Oh no! Did I read that? I, I agree with Tyler. Tom, how you, can you? Are you in a position now to tell us how you're feeling here? <laughs> Guess not. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah, I can try. Oh, that was so gross. Uh, initially, for the first like five seconds, I started chewing and I was like, oh, oh God, oh, it doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> that didn't last very long at all. <laughs> Tom's still spitting. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, can't. I got a little. I think I got maybe a, a little bit of it down and then it just all came up. Oh, that was that was and, instant reaction. And the, the worst You're part beat is red, man. there's still like chunks of wasabi stuck to the sides of my teeth. Still tasting it? taste whenever I rub my tongue over it, and it's it's hitting the gag reflex again. <laughs> oh, no, stop it! Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was a big one. I didn't think you had any more. Are you all right, Crowley? No! you're about to puke here. Do you need the trash can? I really thought I was going to throw up on the floor at one point. I can't look at him. I can't effing look at this son of a bitch right now. Uh, See what you've done, Tom? This uh, is what happens when, you, when you're late. You almost make Crowley throw you up. You know, I'd like to thank Brian LaMartina for carrying the segment while I've been dry heaving the entire time. <laughs> Kellen looks like he wants to hurl. Oh, it's the worst. This is the worst punishment we've ever done. I just can't stop laughing. Wait, are you, is he allowed to drink water? Yeah, is drink water. Drink water. water. Okay, I'm just asking. I I'm feel asking. bad for him at this point. I felt bad for His face went from, oh, it's not so bad, to, oh! <laughs> Do you are you mad at us? 
I'm mad at myself for being late and for hurting the team, and that's the only person I'm mad about. Holy hell. <laughs> you take losses better than Cam Newton. Yeah. Will you ever be late again? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. That's a hard no. It's mission accomplished. This is how you teach people. This is how you get things done on the Crowley Show. You step out of line, we force you back in, and we guarantee you will never step out again. Capital punishment. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Tom. Oh, man. I've apologized to you multiple times, um, but I think that that's, I was apologizing because I was going to throw up. I'd also like to apologize to the janitorial staff here. Oh, boy. That's going to have to clean that trash can up. Oh, at least there's a bag in it. At least there's a bag in it. it smells like Bigfoot's bleep. <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> oh, stop it! Still going. Still going. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. I thought if I threw up this weekend, it'd be because Leanna was out of town and I was just drinking a whole bleep ton of beers. Not at your radio show. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry, Tom. Oh, boy. You all right now? Are you shaking? No, I'm not all right now. Is it back? No. Is it backing off at all? Or no, is there... it comes back. Ex- it comes back in waves. If you can explain the sense or the the feeling that you're here. Feeling. Wait a second. Here. Wait a second. Yeah. Here, let me just get the let's get the trash can closer to the microphone here. It's unlike anything I've ever really felt before. Yeah. I've had spicy food before. This was not just a regular spicy sensation. This this. It, almost like my body went into shock the second that I, I really started to, f- to taste the flavor of the sauce. How'd the got- nose go? I, honestly, it's running now, but I don't know if it's because of the wasabi. I think it's just because of puking. <laughs> I didn't get much of the wasabi down uh, before I started to puke it all back up. There was a brief second there where I was like, wait a minute, it's coming out of the mouth. I, wait, we should start... and. Then I saw the reaction that you had. Man, you were sweating. You're tearing up. There's snot running out of your nose. I, I, I mean, I'm sorry, man. But, I mean. Don't this, be late! Hurts you more than it hurts us. After people do things like this, a lot of the times they go, you know, that wasn't that bad. That was that bad. You guys weren't lying all week. Yeah, your was dad was wrong. Worse than I could have ever imagined. Yeah, what did so your dad you, tell you? Almost, my dad said that it's not going to be that bad, but then he added the line at the end that he loves wasabi. So that was yeah. a nice little. But I feel like most of the people I've talked to have said, oh, it's, you know what? It's not that bad. Not a bad punishment. They lied to my face. That's because they haven't had a whole terrible. chunk. They've never done that before. And then Alex, uh, one of the other producers uh, he was like, here. Oh, it's nothing. It's easy. It's it's a walk in the park. Spoiler alert, Alex never did it. I don't think he did it BS. It yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. Because he would not have He would have given you harsher advice. Uh, Braden tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. That was the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. I'm so sorry, Tom. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think Braden finally likes you after that. Wow, buddy. I got to say, for real, like, no shtick here whatsoever. Dude, not many people who would take one for the team like that and, and, and hold the responsibility that high. You did it, man. That's good stuff. Crowley, don't look in the why trash can. Why, the did trash you, can? why did you look in the trash can and almost throw up again? That is, it looks. <laughs> Do not look in the trash. Here, I'll look in the trash can. It's like a, it looks like a love-stained milkshake. Oh, no. Jesus. Oh, my Coming up goodness. next, we break it down more, or we take time to the hospital. I'm going to get sick again. Oh, he's going to hurl again. Yeah, let's not break while he's getting sick. <coughs> no. This isn't hazing, by the way. He signed up for it. Okay, go to break. I'm good. <laughs> nah, he's good. We'll come back. Maybe he won't be. It's a Crowley show.
Hey, it's Ryan Seacrest. Red Nose Day returns on May 24th. Since 2015, Walgreens has been supporting Red Nose Day and helped raise over $100 million for children living in poverty. Just a dollar can make such an amazing impact on children who desperately need help, nutritious food, or school supplies. So head into Walgreens, the official retailer of Red Nose Day, to pick up your Red Nose or purchase participating products to help ensure children here in the U.S. and around the world are safe, healthy, and educated. Get your Red Nose today, only at Walgreens, because everyone counts. That was just the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And all I've got to say is, get it the hell out of my studio. And by that I mean, Tom, would you just put a shirt on? <laughs> Wasabi!